0: Support for This Is Normal comes from Bellin Health. If you or someone you know needs help, don't wait and know the signs. Visit bellin.org signs for more information.
1: Rumination is a poor friend when there is a scream always clawing at the backs of my teeth for release. I am practicing new language for my pain. It has not resulted in more followers on Instagram. I've been punished for being present in my body, this aching, feeling thing, and I, sometimes it is too sad to share, or I am, deep into the fear that tomorrow will be no better than ailing yesterday.
0: That was Parker Adams reading from her poem, Sometimes We Are a Song of Breaking. Welcome to This Is Normal, a podcast where we talk to young people about their mental health challenges and how they made it through them. Because when we talk about this stuff, we all feel a little less alone. I'm Rob Menser, an editor with USA Today Network Wisconsin, and we're doing something a little different with this episode. On Friday, USA Today Network Wisconsin and Marquette University put on an event in Milwaukee called Insights into Young People's Mental Health. It was really interesting. There was a keynote interview with an academic from Boston University who studies bullying, which is one of the themes of this year's Kids in Crisis series of reporting. There were panel discussions with policymakers and school professionals, and there was a panel discussion moderated by our own Rory Lenane uh, with young people who talked about their own mental health challenges. On that panel were Parker Adams, who you heard at the top. She's a graduate student at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. Amai Collins, a student at Milwaukee's Rufus King International High School. Alexandra Schmidt, who's a student at Marquette. And Jessie Pennington Cross, a student at Glen Hills Middle School. Jessie and her mom were actually subjects of one of the episodes of This is Normal. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to our fifth episode. Jessie has a really important story to tell. Anyway, this was a really interesting discussion. So it's a live event, of course, and the audio is a little crunchy, so you'll have to bear with us a little bit on the sound quality, but the discussion is really good, and I think you'll like it, and I'll give it over to Rory.
2: It's not easy to talk about mental health challenges in front of a crowd. There is still stigma around it. Um, So we, we really appreciate you all being willing to be here. And as we've learned through the series, when young people are willing to share their own experiences, we see this ripple effect where more and more people are willing to share their own experiences and feel like it's okay to reach out for help. So it is really powerful. So first of all, can you all tell us briefly what kind of mental health challenges you have experienced and also why you decided to be here today? Parker,
1: would you mind starting? Yeah, of course. Um, So I have had experience with uh, depression and anxiety and by um, I have had, I mean I'm still kicking. Uh, We're still still working our way through that Um, and I decided to be here today. The reading uh, where I performed the poem that you saw me at was uh, talking about some of my experiences um, with depression and anxiety and I think some of the ways that um, social status or lack of financial means can really just get twisted in that. Um, And so being able to talk about things and being able to share a space with people, sharing voices. Um, I think that's why I wanted to be here today, to talk about some of what I experienced and to just be in this space um, where it's okay, because I think that's important.
2: Thank you. Amai?
3: So I've dealt with depression um, as well as insecurity. This is Amai Collins. And a lot of it was from my eighth grade year up until now. Um, And I would like to be in this space today because I wanted to share with others um, so that others feel that it is safe to speak about it because um, in my opinion, I wasn't comfortable speaking about it until another meeting um, that Rory was a part of and I wasn't comfortable like opening up or crying or anything like that. But I am now and I want people to understand that they're not alone and i want people to listen to us and understand that we're not making this up and they're not fabrications
4: thank you um i'm alex
0: alexandra schmidt
4: and i have experience with anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder and i'm here today because i think the first step in improvement is conversation and I think it is so important to set an example that it's okay to talk about your mental health, and it's okay to have problems, and it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Because so many people struggle because they're too embarrassed or too shy to talk about it. And so that's why I'm here today.
2: Thank you. Jesse.
0: Jesse Pennington-Cross.
5: Can you tell us um, what kind of mental health challenges you've had? Um, I've dealt with stress, anxiety, and I have Tourette Syndrome and a bunch of depression, and I've dealt with anorexia. That does it. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Something that's
2: often hard for adults who want to help or peers who want to help is that uh, mental health challenges are often invisible. um, And they show up in different ways. Someone who's experiencing a lot of mental health challenges might be sitting calmly or chatting and being social or acting out. Um, So my question for you all is, um, what challenges have you dealt with that um, people don't see? And how do you feel like you've been misunderstood?
3: Yes, I'll start. Um, so at school, um, I laugh like I love laughing. Um, I just like love having fun. So a lot of the times, people think that um, when I make a joke about me being sad or uh, me going through things, they think that I'm um, making a joke or I'm playing, and I'm not. Um, and sometimes they don't understand the cry for help. So to me, like I feel alone. Um, And I've been through experiences at school actually recently where friends thought I was pulling away because I didn't want to be friends with them, but it was actually an internal battle with myself Um, and most of the time that they thought that I was just um, a person to just cut people off because I didn't feel like I wanted to be friends with you anymore or it was their fault that I wasn't um, friends with them anymore, but that wasn't the case. Um, So a lot of times you can be misread because of the personality that you've showed to people. So if you do like to laugh a lot, if you are very shy, they misread that as the person that you are. But actually, you have other things going on, and sometimes they don't know how to pry, or ask questions so they will also leave you alone and um, they won't want to engage with you because that they think it's themselves. So just to open that up, it's like okay to pry, it's okay to ask questions because um, sometimes people need that uh, so they can't open up.
4: Thanks, that's really good advice. Alex? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges is learning to be comfortable opening up to others. So I know for me personally, Um, For a long time, I would just keep everything to myself and was too scared to talk to others about it. I think a big movement in that was when I started to be comfortable talking to my family and my friends, Um, it showed them that it's okay to reach out and ask questions. Because I know a lot of the problem with mental health is that people don't understand. And so I have, my friends will come to me and ask me, like. What is it like to have a panic attack? How can I help you if you have one? Like, what should we do? It's just the questions like these that are so important to ask and to answer because without this communication, some people may never know like what it's like or even that someone is dealing with things like this.
1: Yeah, I think um, speaking on things that I've experienced that people Um, might not quite be able to see or perceive. Um, I think one thing that some well-meaning people sometimes do is want to limit um, mental illness or distress to like a convenient time frame. Um, So with a lot of disorders um, there are ups and downs, right? Um, So there will be times where um, it's easier to manage or times where maybe it's not something um, that's weighing on you as heavily. And sometimes when um, I'm in a state where my symptoms like aren't as severe or like uh, my depression is in a remission, and I'm like, hey, let me try and catch up on all the things that fell apart when I wasn't doing well. Um, and so I think sometimes people see the period of time where you're doing well, and they don't quite realize that. Um, sometimes from the person who is experiencing the stress or mental illness we are aware that this is uh, a period of time where it's better and that um, worse might be on the horizon or often is on the horizon and so um, I think in terms of supporting someone with a mental illness or mental distress, being aware that there are going to be those fluctuations and when they're able to Um, show up a little bit more fully in different areas of their life. Um, That doesn't always mean that they've suddenly regained um, a new lease on life
5: and everything that's ever ailed them is fixed. Jesse, do you feel like you've been misunderstood? Um, At at Glen Hills Middle School, I feel like I've been misunderstood um, a couple of times. There isn't that much. Well, like I don't really get bullied at school but I know other people do, so like there's this one time when uh there was this one time when, you know, since one of my tics is like screaming and yelling inappropriate words, um, like my my friends, my peers, they didn't understand that I didn't want to do them is a tick. They probably thought that I wanted to do them and I liked doing it but I didn't. So then, like a couple of years ago, they started to tell me and ask me to like do things, like inappropriate stuff, and to scream and to yell. And so I I did that, but I thought they were just trying to be funny. I thought they were trying to be my friends. And, and then, and soon enough, I understand they weren't really being funny. They weren't really being nice. And and so you know, one time, one time in science class, you know this. One of my friends, he told me to shout, and then one of my friends next to him, one of my friends next to me, he just nodded his head and stared at me, saying, like, just don't do it. And so I didn't do it. And, you know, after, after a long time, those friends that kind of told me to do those inappropriate things, um, they didn't understand. And then once I, told them, once I told them about my mental health and stuff, they understood, and then they stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're thank like, you for now that. we're best friends.
2: Oh, that's great.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, and I remember when you told me that story before. You talked about you know the student who told you like no, you don't have to yell. Um, yeah. They really felt like an ally to you yeah. in that situation. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think of our discussion I mean, earlier about programs that try to help students really be um, upstanders and stand up for each other. I mean at the
5: people that were telling you to do those inappropriate, inappropriate things. I knew that they weren't trying to hurt my feelings. They didn't understand that it was kind of hurting me, but then once they understood they, they were really nice mm-hmm. and they stopped doing it because they learned that like I didn't want to do it. That's good. Yeah. They like fixed their mistake. That's awesome.
0: This is Normal is supported by Bell and Health. Bell and Health believes we all benefit from greater awareness of mental health issues and how they affect us, our friends, our neighbors and our loved ones. Bellin exists to improve the physical and mental health of our communities and our region. Through Bellin's support of This Is Normal and USA Today Network's Kids in Crisis series on youth mental health, it is helping bring to light the issues affecting young people at a critical time in their lives. If you're concerned about someone you feel is headed for a crisis, don't be concerned about saying something, and don't wait. Know the signs. Please visit bellin.org signs for more information. Support for This Is Normal also comes from Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. Children's Hospital of Wisconsin has a vision that Wisconsin kids will be the healthiest in the nation, physically, mentally, and socially. Through more than 2 million touchpoints with kids and families every year, Children's is committed to helping create a Wisconsin where every child gets the mental and behavioral health support they need. Visit chw.org mentalhealth mental health for more information.
2: One of the things that we found in our reporting is that oftentimes the most effective place to put mental health services is right in the schools um, because so often it's transportation barriers um, or a lack of health insurance that stops um, kids from getting care. Um, and that's something that um, Governor Walker put some money in the budget for last round and Governor Evers has proposed expanding and Milwaukee Public Schools uh, has a has a partnership with some private therapists here. Um, there's information about that outside, um, but a lot of schools don't have that. And as we talked about earlier, there are shortages of guidance counselors and school psychologists and nurses and social workers. Um, so I was wondering if you all could talk about, um, you know, what what additional supports you'd you'd like to see. Um, and Jesse, if we could start with you, I know you've talked about um, how it's it's um, it's been helpful when you're able to see a guidance counselor at school,
5: but um, you're not always able to do that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So we only have one guidance counselor. Um, I really wish there would be like a ther um, like two or three like um, uh, at least one school therapist. But our guidance counselor, she's kind of like a school therapist, but she isn't. She's she means well. I mean, she she lets kids come to her office when when she needs help, but when when you know when the uh students need help cuz a lot of students in my school have like mental disabilities i mean like mental health issues and mm-hmm. stuff so they come to her office a lot but most of the times she's she's like busy her door's closed and it's locked because she has lots of meetings to tend to and um lots of kids to like fetch from the classes and stuff so i just really wish there was a because I remember going to our office and seeing her door closed and trying to open it but it was locked and so that means that maybe she's in a, like a 6-hour meeting or or like or like trying to get some kids mm-hmm. out classrooms and so I I was like having a panic attack of stuff and so I didn't really know what to do because she wasn't there and her door was closed and so that's I really wish that there was like a um like in my school, like, there are uh, more resources because even though we have a fair amount of resources, um, we need a, a lot more.
0: This is Normal was edited by me, Rob Menser, and this episode was recorded live at Marquette University. Thanks to Rory and to everyone at Marquette for putting the event together. You can find video of the whole thing on the Appleton Post-Crescent's Facebook page, facebook.com slash postcrescent, and you can see the other panel discussions and interviews that were part of that March 22nd event there. This podcast is a production of USA Today Network Wisconsin, and it's part of our ongoing series of reporting on youth mental health called Kids in Crisis. You can find more of our reporting at postcrescent.com slash crisis. If you'd like to share your reactions about this show or just reach out, I'm on Twitter at Robert Menser, or you can email us at thisisnormal at gannett.com. Please rate and review the show on your podcast app and please share it with your friends. If you or someone you know is dealing with suicidal thoughts, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 or text HOPELINE to the National Crisis Text Line at 741-741. We all struggle sometimes and it's good to get help.